Monday again. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, happy belated Mother's Day to one and all, to mothers, uh, mothers of all types, animal mothers, human mothers, alien mothers, plant mothers, flab, I don't know, bird mothers, and, you know, the likes of any type of mother that there is, because in this day and age, there's millions of variations of um, how to be a parent. Um, and I hope everybody had a wonderful Mother's Day, whatever that word may mean to you. It was a lovely, uh, lovely Sunday, very peaceful and quiet weekend for me personally. I went on a walk, um, both Saturday and Sunday at one of my favorite places in LA, which I'm not going to say because I don't want everybody else go. You know what? I'm going to share it because I want everybody to enjoy the fruits of this, you know, gorgeous, actually the fruits of labor was in the correct statement, but just basically enjoy the beauty of where I personally enjoy going. That is a Hollywood reservoir in LA. It is my, one of my favorite spots to go. Um, I actually haven't been in, uh, like, I'm going to say probably eight months, um, mainly because of the pandemic and everything. And, um, I just, you know, I had gone so often and I didn't want to do explore other areas to sort of, uh, find other places to fall in love with. But this, in fact, is such a great place. And, um, I highly suggest it if you're in LA or if you're visiting, it's again called the Hollywood Reservoir. It's right underneath the Hollywood sign. And it's a bit, it was a bit nippy out this weekend. So I enjoyed that nice cool breeze. Go in the afternoon also from May to, uh, from May to September. I think the reservoir is open until 7.30. So I enjoy going later on in the day. Anyways, that made me, um, that made me think of actually purchasing a bike because there's a lot of, it's a reservoir, so it's gated off, it's fenced off, um, from the main road, so it's a bit safer. It's just people walking, some, uh, some rollerblading, some walking, and, um, a bunch of bikers, and I thought to myself, maybe I should get a bike and start cycling around. Not like one of those crazy, you know, intense fitness cycling, uh, bikes, but, uh, just, you know, a nice leisurely, um, bike, you know, to enjoy. But aside from that, the weekend was pretty great. I uh, did some walking, spent some time with my dog. And uh, here we are, once again, right another Monday, which I'm, you know, thoroughly enjoyed by because I'm one of those people that loves the work week. I love being productive and I love getting stuff done. I said what I said in the words of Nene Leakes. I have four great stories for you guys to start off the week. I'm, I'm sure there are other things, but I'm actually, I was feeling a bit lazy in terms of my story. Pretty much the only big story was Elon Musk hosting SNL, which I actually didn't watch, but I'm going to recap sort of two articles, two of the stories I have are with regards to that. But I heard actually great things about it. And, you know, that's always great for um, a non-entertainment individual to come in and uh, draw in great ratings and be, uh, you know, the subject of positive fodder, which, hey, good for him. Um... But let me think, before I get into our stories, do I have any other personal updates to share with you guys? I thought I did, because when I was on my walk yesterday, I was like, I have stuff I want to say, but now I don't remember, but it will come to me. It'll be one of those things where I'm in the shower or something, and it will come to me. So, uh, I guess without further, um, you know, dawdling and, and whatnot, let's get into our uh, stories of the day. So, our first story is from TMZ, and it is, of course, Elon Musk reveals on SNL, I have Asperger's. I actually was really um, interested when I read this article. Really interesting. Elon Musk took a hard left from comedy as he hosted SNL Saturday night, announcing he had Asperger's. He made the announcement at the beginning of his monologue, speaking in a monotone voice. Musk revealed he's the first Saturday Night Live host with Asperger's syndrome. However, Dan Aykroyd, a former SNL cast member, also has Asperger's and hosted the show in 2003. Asperger's syndrome is a, 
uh, neurodevelopmental, neurodevelopmental disorder. It manifests itself with major difficulties in engaging in social interactions and nonverbal communication. It is characterized as an autism spectrum disorder. It does not affect one's intelligence or language abilities. People with autism can experience physical and communication difficulties. Elon was funny. He seemed relaxed and he was super self-deprecating. He joked about how he smoked a joint on Joe Rogan's po- podcast and now everyone thinks he's a pothead. He also told an OJ Simpson joke that OJ too had hosted twice and he killed it. <laughs> Yee! That's funny though. I, I, I get it. Elon, who's 49, brought his mom, May Musk, on the stage for a sweet moment that was also kind of funny. Um, and this, the video, the whole, and the video, the video in its entirety is on TMZ. But you know what? I love that. I love, I mean, from what I understand, the key to comedy is being self-deprecating. Case in point, Joan Rivers. She was always poking fun of her plastic surgery and she was really in tune with, you know, just making fun of oneself. Because if you can make fun of other people, if you can make fun of yourself, you can make fun of other people because it's like fair game. You know, you're this, your self, um, is the subject of the joke and, you know, other people are too. Um, but actually off of that, um, off of, uh, Elon Musk's, uh, first story, um, our second story is from Deadline, Saturday Night Live ratings fly high with host Elon Musk. Now that doesn't surprise me because he is the subject of such, I don't want to say controversy, but he really is a subject, I mean, maybe controversy because obviously everything going on with the cryptocurrency, but he's the subject of such, um... Uh, curiosity and and I mean I think he's fascinating and what here's what I know about Elon Musk pretty much before he hosted SNL and you know looking on Wikipedia and whatnot yeah now he's the CEO creator of Tesla um and you know I I don't have a Tesla but my dad has one you know the really cool one where the, the it's like a spaceship the doors go up it's really cool and it's fun I've driven in it but I've actually never driven a Tesla which is really interesting because I love cars but I personally drive a gas car. I know it's bad for the environment, but like, you know, I like a car where I can feel the road and, you know, my the current building that I live in doesn't have one of those charging things, so it would make it difficult, but, you know, but anyways. Um, so that's pretty much all I knew about him until sort of Googling and whatnot and then how he's spearheading this cryptocurrency and that's, I think, where the, the controversy comes in. But um, anyways, this, the second article, a contingent of Elon Musk's legions of fans turned into... Watch the hugely popular and controversial billionaire tech inventor and entrepreneur make his debut as host of Saturday Night Live. La- uh, Saturday Night's telecast hosted by Musk with musical guest Miley Cyrus drew a 4.7 household live plus same day rating in the 44 meter local markets and 2.7 adults, 18 to 49. Rating in the 25 markets with local meters. That was up sharply from the most recent SNL original on April 10th with host Carrie Mulligan and musical guest Kid Cudi. Um... The non-entertainer top of the metered market. Okay, I just want to hear, like, facts. Um, okay, you know, this article, I guess, isn't what I thought it would be. But let me see if there's another tidboy bit of information. Oh, here we go. Uh, this was actually news that came out yesterday. Um, deadline. Elon Musk's favorite cryptocurrency, Dogecoin, plunges after SNL mentions. I mean, LOL, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, fears that Saturday Night Live... Guest host Elon Musk would use the platform to hype cryptocurrency Dogecoin proved largely um, unfounded. Um, the air has been let out of the Dogecoin balloon by speculators. The coin rose as high as 73 cents on some exchanges uh, Saturday night before plunging to around 48 cents as of this article, a drop of more than 26%. Okay, I've, I, I, I don't quite understand cryptocurrency and I... From like what I've heard from people, it's basically like uh, financing your way to space. I don't know. I don't understand. 
understand it. I think I don't I don't understand, so I'm not gonna speak on it, but I personally don't invest in cryptocurrency, but that's just me. Uh and if you do it to each your own, but I I don't know anything about it other than the fact that he's, you know, a madman genius who believes in it. Um while Musk did use Dogecoin as a foil through the show, it was mentioned mostly for comic effect. The one tout came in the weekend update segment where financial expert Musk has trouble explaining exactly what the coin was able what the coin was to baffled Michael Che and Colin Jost. Musk did give his trademark shout to the moon about the coin at the end of the segment, a phrase he's used on social media to tout Dogecoin. In his opening monologue, Musk himself did not mention the cryptocurrency by name. However, his mother, May, who joined him in a guest appearance for the Mother's Day, for Mother's Day, excuse me, did say that she hoped his gift to her would not be Dogecoin. He replied with glee, it is, earlier this week. Musk tweeted a warning to his followers to be cautious about trading in crypto trading in cryptocurrency. His warning came after speculation intensified about what he might say on the program. Talk fueled Musk's admission of being a wild card. Um, well, Elon Musk certainly is a wild card, but um, yeah, I, I'm glad that he did a good job. I mean, I'm not surprised. He's an entertainer and he's a madman genius. Madman in like the greatest sense of the word. A madman is like, D- Dumbledore is a madman. He's a genius. He's a wonderful person. Speaking of, um, oh yeah, speaking of Harry Potter, obviously, naturally, all things lead back to Harry Potter and Gossip Girl. Um, on my walk through the Reservoir, I've been listening to a book on tape. I've, I, I've listened to Goblet of Fire on tape and then Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows on tape. I just started listening to Harry Potter and the um half uh not the half blood but half not ha- the half blood prince excuse me Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix one of my favorite films and the book is so good I mean it's remarkable to me how detailed I mean it's just remarkable to me in general how rich J K Rowling's mind is like just to be inside of her mind for a day would be incredible but the books are so detailed I mean that's why obviously many people say obviously the books are better than the films because there's just so much more there but obviously all of the the stories with the Dursleys and everything is so, it's amazing. And I love listening to the books on tape. It just, it, it opens up your mind and expands your mind and it lets you, even though, you know, I, 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 when I, when I listen to the words, I associate it with a film, but like, this is entirely different ball game because you're associating new imagery. It's like, I'm associating the characters, what they look like, the actors in the film, but in different scenarios now, which is really, really cool. But anyway, sorry to, you know, go off track. Um... I don't even know what I was, where I was going with that one. But anyway, third, uh, fourth story of the day, because I guess now I have five stories for you, is also from page six. Sandra Lee returns to social media after post-expose on Cuomo Split. Okay, if you guys don't know Sandra Lee, she's semi from Semi-Homemade with Sandra Lee on Food Network. She is the queen of, like, tablescapes and, you know, 50 shots of vodka in her drink. She's an icon. She's fabulous. She's one of my favorites. I associate her with, like, my middle school days and watching her and Ina Garten on the Food Network. Uh, when I would come home from school, but she was like, you know, she's a queen. But anyway, she dated New York Governor Andrew Cuomo for some time. They're longer together, so I guess she's, you know, coming, resurging herself back on social media. Sandra Lee is back on Instagram weeks after the post expose on her relationship with ex governor, ex excuse me, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Quote. So, I took an extended break from social media for personal reasons, but now I'm back. Nuff said, the celebrity chef wrote in an Instagram post. In the post, the Food Network star pictured cutting the hair of her 83-year-old Uncle Bill recently back from the hospital and rehab. She said, quote, maybe I'll take up a new profession. It looks pretty good, she wrote. She doesn't mention Cuomo's recent scandals or allegations um, that his cheating was an open secret. Both Lee and Cuomo denied infidelity. Lee said she was headed back to New York on Monday for a week for the first time since shutting down Lily Pond, her name for the Mount Kisco home where she once shared with Cuomo. I have no idea how I'm going to 
um, feel about my days and nights, will be filled with my girlfriend gang and other friends, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I just love Sandra Lee so much. She's an icon. She's a queen. And she's, like, literally one of my favorite people of all time. So I'm just happy to read about her. Any chance I get to read about Sandra Lee, mwah, chef's kiss, just divine. And you know what I think Sandra Lee, Sandra Lee, Sandra Lee should do in her life? Foot Network, give this woman a show again because she was so entertaining. She knows how to do her job really well. She's so funny. She's fabulous. I could use tablescapes in my life. Quite honestly, everybody could. And do you guys remember, like, when there was that drama with Ina Garten and Sandra Lee? And in one of the episodes, like, the earlier scenes of Ina Garten when she used to be really shady, you used to say things like, oh, don't ever, if, if you need bread, don't ever go buy bread from the grocery store. Like, imported from Paris. Like, love it. She was, like, made a subtle dig at Sandra Lee. Ina did about, like, oh, I would never use tablescapes or something like like that the shade but you know what i love them they're both queens and they're both icons you know what i would love to see i would love to see sandra lee on the barefoot contestant myself i just i can't even there's so much good content to be you know created by food network so i hope somebody from food network in fact listens to this podcast okay Fifth final story of the day is about the drama with the Chinese rocket. Now, there's a bunch of drama with the Chinese rocket over the weekend, which I, like, didn't know anything about. And it, everybody was, like, warning, be careful. It's going to come crashing down. A Chinese satellite is going to come crashing down from the sky. I was like, love it. Love it. Come on down. Let's, let's you know, have some craziness going on in the world these days. Everything is just not complicated enough. Let's just have a rocket come crashing down on us. Okay, this is from TMZ. Um, Chinese rocket, all Earthlings safe, debris, careens in the Indian Ocean. The Vegas odds paid off this time because debris, excuse me, debris from the Chinese Long March rocket conformed to the probability it would crash down on water. Parts of the wayward booster landed in the Indian Ocean, pretty close to the Maldives. How fabulous. It's good news because no one had any idea where the space junk would hit. It was out of control in space and the re-entry was, to say the least, dicey. Um, there's unconfirmed video that seems to show debris falling from the sky over the Dead Sea in Jordan. The biggest piece of debris was about as big as a Mack truck, so, like, Mack is in makeup? I don't know. Um, so it could have done serious damage if it landed in a populated area. China's manned space engineering office claims most of the debris burned up during re-entry, but clearly not all of it did. This is one of the biggest uncontrolled objects from space ever to hit the Earth, and that includes Meteor, folks. China has been criticized for allowing a booster to just float around in space. There was no plan to safely bring it back to Earth. NASA was critical, but measured saying, quote, space-faring nations must minimize risks to people and property on Earth, on, excuse me, on Earth of re-entries of space objects and maximize transparency regarding those operations, adding, quote, China is failing to meet responsible standards regarding their space debris. Hey, who cares? If China wants to send up things to space, let them send things up to space. Quite honestly, as I said before, I thought it was, like, fabulous reading about this. I mean, obviously, it's very dangerous, but I knew that it would hit the water. There, there's so much water. Isn't Earth covered, like, 80... Covered by 80 percent of water? Now, I didn't pay attention to my science classes, but I did pay attention to the fact that, um... Love the drama! So, yeah, I mean, hey, at least it's, uh... At least it's we're all safe, and it went into the water. But then that, that raises the question of um, pollution in the oceans, and we don't need that. But anyways, yeah, so that's uh, those are the five stories of the day. I mean, I personally wish that there was more out in the world. I mean, oh, you know what? There was a lot of Mother's Day tributes and posts from celebs, but I wasn't going to read all them. But some of my favorites were obviously Ryan Reynolds, uh, Reese's, just, you know, my favorite celebs posting loving and endearing things to their moms. Um, it's just so sweet and love to see it. But aside from that, I hope everybody has a great Monday, a great start to the week. Thank you so much for tuning into the Mistress of Pop Culture. I appreciate your listens as always. Thank you so much. Um, 
And I will be back with you guys tomorrow with hopefully some more exciting stories. You can stream my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox Radio, Google Podcasts, iTunes, the back is up, the podcast up on the iPhone, basically anywhere where podcasts stream. Um, and let me think of any other updates for you. No, I don't think so. I'm now gonna go get go to Blue Bottle Cafe, one of my favorite places ever to get coffee in LA. It's like I've tried coffee every single damn place, and this has got to be my favorite. So I'm just gonna, you know, go get my coffee, go get my biscuits, take a poop, and then I'm gonna start my day. All right. Everybody, in the words of um, Countess Luann, money can't buy you class. And have a great, great day. Bye.